Hey, Skiff listeners. Hear about the latest trends in the travel industry with the brand USA Talks Travel Podcast. Right now, listen to special live from IPW interviews featuring U.S. Travel's Jeff Freeman. DMOs are at the heartbeat of U.S. Travel. Liz Bittner from Travel South. A lot of key gateway markets are back. L.A. Tourism's Adam Burke. We all win when we all partner together. Plus, brand USA's Stacey Melman and Jackie Ennis with international travel trends and Chris Thompson's farewell finale. I'm Mark Lapidus. Join us for brand USA Talks Travel on your favorite podcast platform. Brand USA Talks Travel. You're listening to the Skift Podcast. Today, we're featuring a conversation between Hani Abdelkawi, head of travel sales for Google, and Skift CEO and founder Rafid Ali, on stage at Skift Global Forum East in Dubai this December. They spoke on the topic of connection in the age of AI. If you enjoy this conversation, visit live.skiff.com to learn more about how you can attend or view our next industry-defining event. Enjoy the conversation. And now, please welcome the head of travel sales for Google, Hani Abdelkawi, in discussion with Skift founder and CEO, Rafid Ali. So here's the good news. Since there aren't as many people in this room, we can talk about whatever we want to talk about with the most important company in, in all of business. And you can say whatever you want, and nobody's going to hear it. So that's the good part. Oh. We're going to be totally free form. No, uh, there is a live stream later on, right? Is there a live stream? There's, there's a live stream. Uh, <laughs> and it's going to be reported on Skift as well. So you'll see that. Oh, well, thank you, Hani. Thank you for doing this. Thanks so much, Rafat. I, I would love to uh, welcome you again uh, to Dubai. And thank you so much for coming for this city. Uh, it's, it's a place I've been living here for uh, almost more than 10 years now. And I got to, to see and witness like, how it's uh, evolving. Uh, by the way, Dubai, for those of you who don't know, uh, it's the most searched destination globally. And that's usually among the top 10, as we see it even during the hot weather. Wow. Yeah. Um, people are searching for Dubai in hot weather? Yes. I guess the indoor part uh, is, is what uh, well, pro- for. Probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> so your background, so you are a software engineer? That's correct. That's correct. I mean, I, I'm originally a software engineer before I uh, probably switched to the business. And I used to uh, develop some uh, search engine, uh, even technology, before uh, uh, joining Google. And I worked with natural language processing back in the, in the days. I wouldn't really reveal how many uh, uh, years ago, but back in the university, we were speaking about like uh, the neural network, the machine learning, and, and yeah, so this on. This is the precursor to what we're talking about now. Exactly, exactly. It's like now we call it probably AI, uh, but it's definitely a technology and that is, be, has been evolving for long. Uh, and uh, we are really seeing now uh, uh, a particular point of time where we are reaping the benefits of uh, how technology are helping humanity. And um, how long have you been with um, Google now? In January, I'll uh, probably start my 14th year at oh. Google. So okay. uh, quite a journey. Quite a journey. So uh, in these 14 years, um, and even before that, uh, everybody in the room who works with Google, and that's pretty much everybody at this point in the travel Anyone who doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we do as well. Um, the, we've figured out how to do SEO, SEM, changes you make in the algorithm. We sort of optimize. We, of we, we move with it. You announce those changes. We, 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 we react. 
We spend money with Google. Travel industry is probably one of the largest of spenders of money with, uh, with, with Google. And then there's a possibility that the whole interface changes yep. with AI. From a, from a search engine, you become an answer engine. You're already doing that in travel and, and all different sectors as well. So if the travel industry, which has optimized itself to the 10 blue links paradigm, mm -hmm. how should they think about the next paradigm that, that, that we're in with this AI-centric world? Very good question. I, I'll, I'll probably start with our mission in general, where like we want to organize the world information, make it universally accessible. Uh, we also wanted to evolve with a traveler uh, expectation and the user expectation. All of us here are travelers are seeking information. So we wanted to make sure we provide the right answer. And uh, this was probably a morphing phase and the continuous journey. In fact, our mission is timeless. Uh, and I think we are not done yet. So in terms of like how we are using the AI, for example, and offering like better experiences and, and so on, just remember when you plan your um, uh, journey, like people would have like so many tabs open. In fact, when we look at like statistics, we found that people like almost spend 77% of their time before the trip than versus like the 23% of the time where they spent within the trip yes. or even post-trip sharing right. uh, the, their memories. And, and travel is one of the biggest reasons for travel, like uh, by material plus like 69% of the people would say is like, I want to go to like reduce my stress. So we wanted to help in reducing the stress and finding like the right answers and, and so on. So to your question about like the optimization for content, it is still like the content is king. You need to prepare your content in a way that would keep on evolving the technology. And maybe sometimes people would fear uh, AI in a, in a way or another, but reality is as marketers uh, and you have like this particular uh, challenge of like how can you like deploy what the user is expecting from you in terms of like personalization, for example, it's like the one site or one kind of message fits all doesn't work anymore. It has to be like personalized at, at a very large scale. That's why like the AI is coming to help and you need to feed the AI with the right inputs so that it can give you the right outputs and this would be included in encoding. The one thing I also want to, to say about like the generative AI and all like the kind of the, um, uh, answers you are getting, AI is much bigger than a chatbot. Uh, you, you are probably were aware that like probably chatbot is one of the applications with the chat GPT and, and, and so on. But like when it comes to the real AI in, in the background, like how can we get machines to address all of these billion questions in no time and you are part of the answer. So our mission would continue our credibility and authenticity and kind of like the accuracy of what we provide as a result for the user must remain relevant and meaningful for, for the user. So please don't fear AI. Uh, in fact, marketers are not competing with AI. Marketers are competing with other marketers who are collaborating with AI and there is a big difference here. So, so definitely so it's like, a collaboration. Look at, this, look at this video that, that I think you guys brought. Yep. Um, where the search results are now sort of halfway down the page and the answer's up there. Yep. Should travel marketers and travel brands here think about figuring out how to get into that part of the, of the real estate versus the part below? Is it possible? 
the one thing that we, we need to, to, to know, like it's, it's basically related to the content, Rafa. So let me give you an example. This is probably a fun query to ask Bard today. So when we launched Bard and maybe even later Gemini today, I was asking Bard about like design for me a two weeks road trip in Portugal and suggest even vegetarian food places along the road. And it was amazing how they prepared for me some insights in just like a second. Uh, so basically, these insights come from different parts of the world. So if you are just like a tour operator or if you are just like as a car rental company or, or so, like you wanted to respond when I come to say car rental company or you wanted to respond to like fly to Lisbon and, and, right. and so on. So this is still part of like a core message that we are doing, but with the new experiences, we are trying to elevate that to tell the user additional context and information to help them. So with Bard and Gemini and Gen AI, while this opens up more deeper understanding for the user, which is our core mission, it also opens up a lot of opportunities for businesses to seek more growth and more accurate even measurement and response and personalization. So Please don't feel afraid about it, and it will happen naturally. And obviously, we are very pleased to collaborate with you as this journey uh, would unfold. Because you're in the travel sales, so obviously you are the one who who, who uh, asks for money from the travel industry. So I think the the the, the thing that and I'm returning to... money back, by the way, was a good ROI. And, and returning back <laughs> with a good ROI. Um, Will the placement of ads the, the, as we know it today, right-hand side, if you're in the main search results, Google, Google hotel ads as like a separate thing, will that change? It, like, it's, it's hard to speculate right now. So uh, I, I think it's like we are committed from like a user experience, but we are also committed from the partners that we are working with, all of you here, uh, about making sure that we remain the connector, and this is our mission of making sure that the user reaches the right information and you would reach the right users or guests or flyers that will board and, 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 and come to, to your services, uh, even as a destination and so on. Um, the one thing that I uh, probably wanted to, to, to say is like, there are common components between the travel industry and Google. And we both have a shared um, uh, kind of um, mission. Uh, I think the mission is all about delighting users and making people happy. And uh, I definitely envy you uh, as, as an avid traveler going to many, many places and trying so many of your services. Uh, so thank you on being the happiness maker. But I also know from the other side of the story that you are firefighters sometimes selling yogurt. You have to respond to so many dynamics, so many opportunities here and there, and like the user evolution and expectations and, and, and you have usually the yield management because if you don't sell that seat on the flight that is going out tomorrow right. from Dubai right. to London, this is like, okay, it's a lost opportunity. Awesome. Same if you don't move the car from the garage tonight or didn't have a, or didn't welcome a guest in your hotel rooms and, 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 and so on. So, what we aim to do is like, well, how can we support you with AI and technology from our kind of the business that we understand well from being data company and technology company into how can we accelerate and offer you some agility and flexibility and obviously growth opportunities. So this will continue to evolve and we are very committed to this mission. Um, 
continuing on the AI theme, uh, do you think the hallucination problem will be solved? No, 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 no. Like, this is probably uh, um, uh, an evolving uh, technology. So we are not done. It's like you can't really say that AI is... No, but can it be solved at some point? There are definitely controls that are being offered. So, so like, hallucination, for those of you who don't know, like if you ask uh, ChatGPT or Google Bard, it will, be, it will give um, false or wrong answers. Uh, and so that's called hallucination. So that's, of course. Yeah. So like definitely machines might be influenced uh, by a few components here and there. So what we are trying to do is to make sure like we vet our product to like respond to what we call the principles of AI. And among that, there is a big trust component and responsibility right. and, and even making sure that the AI is democratized responsibly uh, for as, as, as a response. So, so many applications are already in place. So my point to you is like, it's not a finished product yet. Right. It's a journey. I mean, it says Google Bard experimental. Exactly, and it, it will continue to be a journey, and we're very, very excited. In fact, it's like we would love your inputs of how to improve it. So my call to you is like challenge us back. It's like, okay, what would you like to see even better? And this is how we are trying to, to get to the next phase. What we announced, by the way, from um, Gemini last week, in case you, uh, you heard so about Gemini. so Gemini, explain what Gemini is. So Gemini basically is now you are searching the, what we call multimodal uh, services. It's not only text. Uh, you are searching with images, with videos, and, and so on. Think of it as English language, as a coding language. It's just like natural language as you and I are speaking. And then like, we are getting technology to respond to the points that we are speaking about and, and talking uh, about. So it's a, a big evolution, and we are even offering Gemini in three versions of like Nano that is locally on your mobile devices and suggesting even auto replies and so on, to like the ultra version which will be powering our cloud data centers. So like I'm very excited about what will come next because this is really uh, uh, probably a beginning of an era rather than the end. So yes. and Gemini is not a consumer thing. Consumers will still... No, get... BART today is powered by Gemini no, I know, Pro. But like, consumers don't know what is powered by. They don't care. It just matters what the answers are, correct? That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. So to, to your point, definitely, as we are improving even the back ends, this is the whole point of like making sure we give the most accurate information that the users are seeking. Do you think chatbot is the right, right interface? Chatbot. So... Well, like, remembering context in general is a very useful uh, feature. Uh, and uh, it comes as, a, again, natural um, response to the expectation of people. So right. when I ask, is like, who's Rafat? And then I say, it's like, okay, when he was born and, and so on. So I need this continuation. I don't need to keep on saying Rafat, Rafat, Rafat uh, right. again. And I, I want, like, the context to keep on evolving uh, with me. That's why like, the, probably some of the chat applications in general are very useful. But think about from a business perspective uh, as well. It's like you have a lot of um, questions coming your way and towards your businesses about like, the customer service kind of uh, or call centers. Like how much could you in the future automate? And how much could you even save on internal efficiencies and gain out of that? Because like, there is a much better technology to support you. So again, this is a one response to requests of, uh, of certain application formats that we, we need to work upon. 
and we will continue to evolve it and, and see like what comes next. Hey, Steph listeners, hear about the latest trends in the travel industry with the brand USA Talks Travel Podcast. Right now, listen to special live from IPW interviews featuring U.S. Travel's Jeff Freeman. DMOs are at the heartbeat of U.S. Travel. Liz Bittner from Travel South. A lot of key gateway markets are back. L.A. Tourism's Adam Burke. We all win when we all partner together. Plus, brand USA's Stacey Melman and Jackie Ennis with international travel trends and Chris Thompson's farewell finale. I'm Mark Lapidus. Join us for brand USA Talks Travel on your favorite podcast platform. Brand USA Talks Travel. In terms of um, different products, that, like Google Flights, for example, will, um, in an age of AI where it doesn't matter where you ask the question from, it will give the answer because it knows where to get the answer from. Right. If you sort of stretch that logic. Do you think these separate standalone products will remain, or then Google becomes the Uber interface, and, and any answer you want, any type of booking you want, and that becomes a paradigm? I'm not talk, asking the official Google version. I'm asking your personal opinion on it. Oh, I think my, my personal opinion wouldn't differ much. I think it's like um, it, it goes back to uh, what I, I said, and allow me to, to maybe touch again on it. It's like we don't want to be uh, a travel company. Right, we we are not becoming a booking site. Uh, obviously, this you is are not. We, we Sorry, are yes. not. We okay. are not. But what we are okay. trying to do. I is know we've, like, we've asked this question. We've done this a version of the story for the last course, ten of, years of, of our existence. <laughs> so, like, what is what is important is like how like we are staying true to like being the connector right. uh, in the travel industry. And again, like remember that. Travel industry is so rich with uh, data points, uh, and you are working a lot on forecasting and seasonality and, and pattern here and there. And then from a Google perspective, think about the search and people like searching for flights or car rentals or destinations or things to do and, and so on. We keep on evolving the experience uh, overall, but what we are trying to, to, to make sure is like, did we get it right yet? It's like, we need to evolve better. And, as a data and technology company, we want to be partner with the industry so that it continues to evolve. That is our core mission as a connector. We, it will stay true and timeless. Are you seeing, and this is, I'm talking Google overall, not just travel itself, um, people now searching more through a voice interaction? I mean, certainly I can do on my phone, even yep. just through the phone, I can just, and it will transcribe and then put it to Google. But are you seeing voice becoming uh, a bigger interface? Absolutely, absolutely. There is a big rise in the voice kind of uh, searches that people are, are getting to use. And, and like, it became even better because like, think about, for example, in the Middle East, when you speak about Arabic language, there are like 20 dialects or so. And we have been trying to respond and understand even with the different dialects in the same language, yeah. like how to... And as we improve, like people would come back and try and test it and so on. So sometimes there is a chicken or egg riddle. Uh, like what I see today is like it's on a much better state and will continue to even be better in the future. But like people are adopting this kind of convenience uh, in the way they are searching. And think about like when I am driving my cars, like navigate to home and then suddenly I get the GPS navigation of like what is the next turn and, and so on. It's, I think one of the people, one of the things that doesn't get talked about often from a tech perspective is how incredible the leap is on translation and transcription. 
Oh, yeah. And how much, and I mean, I've read stories about Google Translate and how incredibly accurate it's become. And this is even before this new generative AI came in Correct. into the picture. And the fact that uh, with, with generative AI coming in, the translation part, and I feel like Travel Institute doesn't talk about this enough, which is the real-time translation and how that will revolutionize indeed. how people understand each other and in, travel. In, indeed. And we, we have been using this, as I can remember, back in the days I was in... Um, uh, in Brazil, I think there was a World Cup. Uh, no, not uh, the Olympics on uh, Rio de Janeiro. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember World which Cup, year no, it was. Really? No, no, it was like uh, the Rio, uh, the Olympics. And uh, I had a trip with, between Brazil and Argentina, and I would take a, a taxi, and the guy's speaking, for example, in Portuguese, and I don't know what's Portuguese, so I, I would like speak in English, and the phone would actually tell the driver in Portuguese, and then I get back the response in English. And it was amazing. It's like, and we are speaking about years ago. Like, by the way, today, when we speak about Google Translate, we translate 100 billion words every day. So just can you imagine, like, that's, that's a kind of uh, how technology has been in the works for so many years rather than just now or, or tomorrow. It's like this is amazing uh, kind of uh, journey and contribution. We're happy with billions of users using many of our products every day. Yeah, I have this um, sort of vision. I think it will, it will happen, and I think phone will be the interface for it, which is, and uh, any of you seen AI Pin? There's this new company that's launched this something called the AI Pin, Pin as an AI Pin, um, where it's a device that sort of connects to your, um, you can even put it here as a pin, and it creates this audio bubble that only you can hear. And so, Imagine you and I are speaking, you're speaking Arabic, I'm speaking English, and you speak in Arabic. I hear it through this acoustic bubble. Yep, uh, in your language. In my language, and yep. it's all real time. Yep. And it's incredible. Like, if this, uh, this was a demo uh, of this new technology or new company, this device company, I don't know if it'll work or not for now, but in general, you can see that coming to the phone, uh, like that type of technology. Indeed. It just seems like from a human-to-human -human perspective, it will completely change all the understanding of how Indeed. we interact Indeed. with each other. Indeed. Like, it's a profound technology that's, again, powered by AI. And again, like, we started using the word AI more recently, but again, it has been, it has in, been in the lab for, for, right. for so long, and it's truly driven by, like, what people want. Uh, and the technology is uh, just a tool to serve, like, humanity. And what probably uh, gets better when we speak about technology and advancement is we need to excel ourselves all the time uh, in order to become even uh, more um, relevant uh, and more current to what the expectations of people are. Um, do, Brian, do we have, are we taking questions? We're not taking questions? We are? Okay, through the app, if anybody wants to ask questions, I know it's Google, everybody wants, uh, everybody has questions to Google always yep. uh, when we do. So, um, coming back a little bit to the travel industry, um, inter and you have all the data, you, you understand what's happening. Yep. What's the state of travel demand 24 as you're looking into 24? Can you give us a sense? Yep. So, that's an interesting question and very important for us. So uh, we are looking at the data now and uh, even preparing some research around it. And what we found is like in 2023, like uh, by the year end, uh, we expect like almost 
uh, a billion travelers uh, worldwide. And what we are seeing is like looking even backwards uh, to uh, let's say the 1970s, uh, like there is uh, a trend that the number of travelers would double every 15 years or so. Uh, so very exciting to even see the evolution because sometimes like the top kind of clustered countries like the US, uh, the kind of like Spain and so on, like continue to be sticky uh, towards the, uh, the top. But there are also- These are destination markets. Destinations, right. exactly. We are seeing that in our data, of course, in terms of like how people are searching and, and, and so on. But we noticed also one interesting pattern that probably people in the room here are more of uh, what we can call like mature travelers, as like those who traveled a lot and, and, and so on. You tend to prefer uh, more of niche or emerging destinations. Uh, while, as we see what's happening, for example, from India, from China, and so on, like on all of the emerging countries, and let's say in Africa or so, they would typically cluster towards like the mature destinations. So basically, the mature travelers would go to emerging destinations, and the emerging travelers are going to the bucket list of mature destinations. So if I want to go and mm. see Burj Khalifa in Dubai, Eiffel Tower in Paris, and Big Ben in London, and, 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 and so on. Uh, one of the things that we, we are happy about now is like, again, as part of the collaboration and commitment to the industry, we launched during the pandemic a tool called Travel Analytics Center, which typically would look at the demand signal from any place in the world to any destination in the world. And we, we found like there are 17 million city pairs that are, have like more of a commercial intent to, to travel. So think about you in Dubai searching for like um, uh, flights to Rome or somebody in Singapore searching for car rental in Cape Town and, and, and all of that. So we have this now available and democratized. We even have a public interface for, for anyone to, to get to, to, to see it. And I think like the team might get the, the QR code for, for the tool. So this is now available. This is the interface they're showing, yeah. That next time, maybe you, you wouldn't ask me because you are seeing the data directly almost in a real time and updated view uh, about what is trending and empowering even businesses to have this autonomy of taking the decision and understanding what might be trending right now. Uh, we even have like different cuts of, uh, of the data such as like uh, for example, the look ahead window and how is this evolving and that's like uh, becoming even longer than like the years of COVID. Uh, we are speaking about like the length of stays that people are having. We even have some information about like how there is a correlation between um, the distance between origin and destination. Think about like cross-Atlantic uh, people like you coming to Europe. People come to Europe as almost a one country with many uh, destinations right. versus like people who are maybe in London want to have a weekend gateway. So it, the distance would even entail some user behavior and some psychographic behaviors that you have. And our invite to you, and again, speaking about the AI and, and the technologies, like, please make sure to start integrating your first party data with those additional insights and, and try to work on those stories of real-time responses to what, what's happening in terms of, uh, of, of a demand. For us, Success is like to understand like even novel use cases that is coming from you because like we don't have like one prescription fits all. In fact, for every single customer, we are customizing the strategy of how they are like uh, 
probably showing up and uh, kind of tools and ad formats that they are using and so on. By the way, you will get to hear more from Marie tomorrow about like what we are offering in the ad space. Okay. And you will also get to hear even about some sustainability components and, and, and so from uh, Mike. Right, and you're doing, you're integrating the information on flights in Google Flights about the, the carbon footprint. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and again, like we, we wanted to democratize, let's say, the insights. And so obviously to democratize the insights to all of you, like uh, at all sizes of companies, you need to know what is happening for, from a user perspective. But also users are asking us as like, oh, okay, like, yes, it was a niche trend that people are speaking about sustainability and uh, eco-traveling and, and, and so on. But we also wanted to give this layer of like, okay, the travel impact model is like, okay, this particular flight, how much carbon emission might come out of it? And we are on Google Maps suggesting even more fuel economic routes if you want to choose yeah. it versus like others and, 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 and so on. We can stop scrolling uh, this video. Um, it's very interesting, Google Maps. I don't know how, so do you think about Google Maps as a travel product? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, how many of you like remember the days where we had this like large paper map and the booklet and, and, and so on? Okay. Yeah, only the bald, bald uh, well, people. Maybe some I, I think I know your age now. <laughs> no, it's like, I think like the mobility in general and like things to do, what is close, like, Think about... And can travel brands optimize for Google Maps? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Think about like, uh, uh, like with the evolution of mobile, there was um, uh, the concept on search, for example, that's called near me, right. okay? Uh, and when we speak about travel, allow me to even speak about travel and even the supporting ecosystem around it. Think about like the restaurants and the shops and bazaars and, and so on. So like the concept of like, I am in destination, I need to figure my way around or I need to go to that museum or activity or like even go back to my hotels, this is very important. So you need to make sure you are also updated on Google Maps all the time. It's like, don't like just like realize like, oh, I updated my location and you just forget about it because like people would want to know probably even more as they are in the experience of looking at like, what is close by here and what kind of hotels are near Eiffel Tower and, and so on. So these are very, very important for the travel industry. And then, I mean, from my perspective as a user, Google reviews for me is basically through the maps. And definitely Google reviews. Which is what travel brands yeah. care about. You, you know, Rafa, it's like sometimes when I work with some of uh, like the, uh, the travel players, they have this concept of uh, comp set and sometimes they use comp set based on or comparison set based on certain factors. So if you are a five-star hotel chain, you actually want to compare your occupancy rates and ref bar and, and so on with the other five-star in, in right. town, which is absolutely fair and very important in the business uh, and the critical benchmark. But at the same time, it's like, think about like this Atlantis. So it's like, there is another maybe hotel that might be four-star hotel, which is close by or maybe across the street, definitely not in the water, but I mean, I mean Think about like going to large cities and places. So you don't want to compare a five-star property in the city center with a five-star property near the airport, for example. Right. You probably want to compare what the user is indexing for. And this is the location, proximity, amenities. Right. So all of that are informations that should be enriched on Google Maps. And like it's free. Like you absolutely right. need to use it. Um, 
I, we, we, we did the story, I think I'm gonna say Dennis did this in 2019, where Google is the super app that, because you know, in the Western world, we all talk about uh, what's the super app of the world, like WeChat is in China, or WhatsApp is in many parts of the world. And we did this long story on why Google Maps is the super app that we've all been looking for, because it's not, you know, it's the most used app out, as soon as you step outside the house, right. uh, not just in travel. So it's, an, it's like I, I I don't see it as as a as a super app per se because at the yeah because it day, doesn't like, have the buying and all the yeah yeah of course it's, if you compare it to others uh, this is probably different but it is definitely a critical part of the journey and when we look at research and data like people when they design for for their trips they are now taking much longer time by the way uh, than before in fact when we look at the data. Uh, versus 2019 as kind of the base years that we, we prefer to compare against the seasonality and so on. The good news is like, we are restoring the seasonality, so uh, this is amazing. But we are seeing 13% more search queries versus like 3% more clicks and visits coming out of our properties to, 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 as visitations to, to your uh, digital properties. So which gives you the signal that people are really spending more time to look for value for money, right? And being relevant across the different touch points is very critical, maps included. Uh, a couple of questions. Please. Uh, why is Google not becoming an OTA? Uh, is it due to the fact that they don't want to kill revenues from booking holdings and Expedia? That's probably Dennis asking this question, for all I know. Love the question. So we don't want to be in, in that space because like, we are true to our mission and core operation. Uh, which is very, very critical. We really want to do data and technology very well. We have like the Google Cloud, the Google Search, and all of uh, suite of, uh, of products. Uh, and we are collaborating with the industry. So somehow we are attached to the industry and benefiting from the success of the industry, and as well as like trying to add some benefit to the industry as well. So speaking about like the ROI that we bring and connection or so, this would remain our core job and mission in travel. Um, in terms of the, the fake, uh, what's Google doing on the fake hotel reviews? And this is, I guess, across all, all types of fake, yep. fake reviews. How are you thinking about that? Because one of the things that, this is my, my personal opinion, take it for what it is. Uh, if I go by Google reviews, every restaurant in, every Indian restaurant in New York City in the neighborhood yep. that I live is probably the best restaurant ever, ever, because um, there's so many reviews. Right. So how do you sort of um, think about making reviews better? And how, do you, how, how are you clamping on fake reviews? Let me probably tell you, like, it's not easy, uh, by the way. Uh, like, yeah, the it's lo lots of uh, signals. Uh, and uh, uh, maybe I'll give you one example. I, I don't recall specific numbers on the reviews now, but uh, every single minute that we are speaking now, Every single minute, there are 500 YouTube uh, videos or uh, video content being uploaded. And we need to respond and analyze a video, and even we need to recommend what uh, the user should watch next and, and, and so on. So definitely, it's, it's not an, an, an easy one, but we are trying to get better every day. And if anything, when it comes to like, you as a, uh, probably the happiness maker, just make sure that you capture this happiness in, in all kind of like reviews and, and social kind of network sharing and, and, and so on. This is uh, a probably better fight 
uh, to have then probably blame the technology uh, behind it because this will keep on evolving for sure, we'll keep getting better, but definitely please nourish all the positive stories that you are getting out of the happiness you are making. Is the cookie extension coming, uh, announcement coming this month? The cookie? Do you expect the use of cookies? I don't know what that question, you know the cookies, the, I think Google has extended the deadline, I forget the exact technical yep. uh, issues that are there. Like, uh, probably, like the era we are living in, people are conscious about like, uh, uh, obviously uh, privacy, think about GDPR, the cookie-less world that we, we are getting into it, so like, we have been ready and we have been encouraging our partners to become ready. So it's like, if you are still using cookies, I'm, I'm not sure like how many in the room might be uh, attached to this concept of cookie. I think it's something from the past uh, already now. Mm. And we need to respond and uh, like we are happy to obviously via like the various resources, by the way, for, from Google and all others right. to like help you prepare for the for current the post, stage. It's not even world. like, the, the next stage anymore because I think it already started. Yeah. Well, with that, we're out of time. Thank you, Hani. Thank you so much, Rafat. A pleasure having you here. Thank you so much. This has been the Skift Podcast. Thank you for listening.